definitely a part of life. Are we ever truly prepared for it? Does change present itself or is it caused? Do our actions cause change for ourselves and others? Do others cause change for us? At the end of the day, we realize that change is coming, but what do we do about it? How do we handle it? Join me Unclutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome, to find out. Clutch onto your tea and tune in. Welcome to Clutch by RGAA, powered by Building Rome. You're listening to Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Room. The content that you're about to hear are the opinions and views of the show hosts and guests and does not represent the views or opinions of Clutch by RGAA or its affiliates and sponsors. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use any information given as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Our podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Hello, everyone. I am Alexis, and for tonight, I will be your host on Clutch, a podcast by RGAA, powered by Rome. Tonight on the line, I just have Corinne, and I just wanted to say hi, Corinne. Hi, Alexis. So, are you ready for this topic? It's all about change, your favorite topic, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It is. We've been changing a lot of things. So, yes, I guess it is my favorite topic. Here's the thing. We never really honestly think about it, but change happens every day, right? Because without change, things will always remain the same. And sometimes in certain situations, it would be nice if things remained the same. But if everything were to remain the same, we would never grow as people because there would be no um, challenge presented for us to figure it out, right? Because in a perfect world, we would know exactly what to do in every single situation. But wouldn't that make life boring if there was, like, no challenge, no way for us to use our critical thinking skills. Because think about it this way. When we were children, our parents did everything for us, right? And when I mean by children, I mean like age two, three, four, five, right? But even a toddler starts to show his or her sense of independence. Because when we're first born into the world as infants, we're totally helpless. We rely completely on others to take care of ourselves. But by the age of two or three, for those who are walking or at least, you know, wobbling along, I don't know if that would be considered really walking because the last time I saw somebody at that age, I wouldn't call that walking. I would call it like kind of like wobbling, (laughs) right? 
they start okay. to show their sense of independence. Like all of a sudden they want to put on their own clothes. They want to tell you, no, I do it, right? They don't really want help. Um, they kind of want to show you that they can do it all by themselves. Although admittedly, most things they should not do by themselves. But as parents or as people watching over them, we want to give them a chance to prove themselves. So that is changing. Because as parents, when when we first have our baby, we're like, ooh, in awe, and we're so overprotective. But as every day progress, as the years pass, change is happening because your child is growing. Pretty soon your child is no longer infant. They grow into toddler. Then they're like um, young children, then pre-pubescent. Then they're teenagers, and they're talking back to you where you start wondering why you even had children in the first place. And then comes the day that they leave the nest, and then you pray to God that the world doesn't damage them too badly. And then you, then like you know, comes the day where your your child never thinks about you, never calls home anymore, doesn't call you or answer your text messages. So you find it so frustrating, right? At least that's what my aunt tells me, <laughs> because. Believe it or not, my sister and I don't check in with her. So I got the lecture of a lifetime about two and a half weeks ago where she calls me and she starts screaming at me saying, how come I never call her? I don't bother to send her a text message. I don't say thank you when she drops things off at my front door and stuff like that. So she goes, I think you and your sister are so ungrateful, you don't even think about me. And when she says that, it makes me feel bad, but, like, you know, change happens, right? Because when you live in the same household with people, it's easier to communicate. So when they leave or you no longer live in the same state, that is change, that we change as people, not to say our intentions is not to keep in touch, but life has a way of moving on and we all have a million things that we would like to fit into a day, but We're all pretty busy. So the one thing that I do not like about change is the unexpected change, right? I am one of those people that I have a very bad habit of, how do I put this nicely? I'm anal retentive when it comes to certain things. I have to be in control of certain things, and I have to have things done a certain way. So when somebody decides to throw a wrench into my plans, the unexpected change, I don't react very well. What about you, Corinne? Do you react well to the unexpected change? Um, I guess it depends on what it is. So, um, yeah, I guess it really does depend on what it is. If it's like an unexpected tragic type of change, then... No, I don't know too many people that do. Um, Sometimes, like, you're having a change where, let's say, um, maybe you're supposed to go one route and you wind up getting the route and have to go a different route, and maybe that new route has more scenery than the other route. So that type of change is pleasant. 
But if it's something where so um, it's a tragic um, type of change, then, yeah, no. I don't think anybody reacts really well to unexpected change, right? Because let's be pretty honest. As children, we never really know what's going on. So when change happens, it's expected that some children don't react well. But as adults, think about it. Our actions are of our own doing or making or choice, whichever word that you want to fit in. For example, if I decide not to go to work for a week, I know I will be fired. And the change would mean I will stop having income into my bank account, right? But the unexpected change would be for me to go to work one day and find out the business is foreclosed and there's no way I no longer have a job. That's unexpected change, not so pleasant. People don't react well. For me, I am the kind of person where... I'm a waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of person. So I always anticipate change or I I think change is coming. Because sometimes you honestly can predict when change is coming depending on your situation. Sidebar, for me, I do not like it when people change things without giving me a heads up because then because of their action and they want to change things, it throws everything else off that caused me to go chase everything to make sure everything is okay. And for me, a lot of people, I tend to think they do that on purpose to me because they think it's funny that I wind myself up in a way where I – go into panic or manic mode, and then they think it's funny. So sometimes I really honestly think that certain people in my life do that on purpose, while other times change is good because it gives you new challenges. It gives you a chance to really be independent, and it gives you a chance to, more importantly, grow because, If we're stuck in the same position all the time, we're never going to realize just how much that we can do or give us a chance to discover new skills that we never knew we had. What about you, Corinne? Has there ever been a moment in your life where change, not the tragic kind, but the unexpected change brought positive results, even though you did not see it at that time? Um, yeah, I remember one time I was working a job and it was a pilot um, program. So, I mean, there was no, no hiding the fact that it was something they were testing out because they called it pilot. Um, however, it was like, I want to say the day which would have made a year of me working there, I noticed that um, I only had like two other um, employees. So it was me and two other, like, I mean, coworkers. So it was me and two other coworkers. And then at one time I only had one coworker. Um, so this time, it was just me and one other individual, and it was only me at the, the work location at the time. I don't. I think they were running late that day. And my actual um, boss lived in a whole other state. And um, so I realized that the calls were kind of not coming in that day. But I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I just 
you know, was reading a book, you know, trying to practice Spanish at the time. And um, my boss came out of nowhere. Mind you, usually she would call us, let us know, because, again, she's making a whole trip to, um, to come and visit. And um, basically she was letting us know that we had an option, or letting me know. She didn't hire the other person, but letting me know that I either had the option to move out of, out of two states. I could move to Connecticut or I could move to Ohio. I wasn't interested in either one of those states. Um, and my third option was to just be um, laid off. So I decided to be laid off, um, which is something that it was an idea, but it was, to me, um, better than having to relocate at the time. Um, so I was laid off for about, actually, I was, technically I was laid off for a week um, because I found a, a job with by the end of the week. Um, and then the job that I found actually wound up paying more than the first job that I was laid off from. So it wound up, and I actually liked the job that I was working for. Um, so it wound up being a, a good change, an unexpected change, but a good one. See, that's the thing, more interesting thing about life. Because I think the reason why people are iffy about change is like you, Corinne, it either can come unexpected but yield positive results. Or it could come unexpected and yield negative results. Because if we see change coming or if we're told that things are changing, we ourselves can prepare ourselves or make choices to either accept change or alter our path to avoid change or put ourselves directly in the path of change hitting us but figuring out how to ground ourselves without getting rolled over, right? For me, for example, um, I pretty much know what's going on at school and such like that. And I know that what's in the contract and what's not, and I know how many credits I need to graduate. So I don't like it when they change advisors and such, right? Because not everybody has the same style of advising. Um, When I came back to school, I found out that I already had taken all the classes that required me to be on campus because I already took all my lab classes. So ironies of all ironies, I can technically finish the rest of my degree at home, online. And they decided to give me this new advisor who basically, how do I put this nicely, believes that you should come into campus every day, go to school like you did as a child where you're required to come to campus. Yeah, that did not work for me. So I basically did not react very well to that change where I threw a hissy fit and I basically called the school up, and I said I actually have in writing where it was told to me that I am not required to come to campus because I already finished my lab classes. As far as I'm concerned, I am no longer a nursing student, so that does not require me to be on campus. I switched my majors, and I already passed all the classes that requires me to be physically on campus and they can't make me to come to campus. 
right? I was like, I don't see the point of me sitting in the class for five hours if I could do the same thing from the comfort of my home and still be able to live my life. So that changed unexpectedly. They switched my advisor. That did not result in positive change for me whatsoever because it was like a long-time battle between me and that particular person because they said, well, I believe that you get more of an education when you interact with your professors and your classmates and you interact with other people. And I said, I understand that, but I am not 18, 19, or 20. I am in my 30s full well what my responsibilities are. I don't have a problem taking online courses. I have it in writing that says I can finish the rest of my degree online and you can't make me come to campus. Because if you we if you're going to interact this change, if you are going to make this change without my permission, then I'm gonna skip over your head and I'm going to the department head and we can have this conversation with your boss because I don't appreciate you making changes that would be more beneficial to you when it has nothing to do with me or I'm not getting anything out of it. And it was this uphill battle where I basically, how do I put this very nicely, I grew tired of the back and forth email, and I just knew that she was going to make me come back to campus next month. I knew that. I knew she was going to dig in her heels. I knew that she definitely was going to make that change whether I wanted to or not. So I basically went over her head where I had the conversation with um, my professor who also happens to be the dean of the program I'm in, and he said, if you do not want to take your classes on campus, and it is not a requirement that that class needs to be taken on campus, they can't make you take it on campus. He said the only way that they technically can make you come to campus is if you're not passing your classes. So he said, if you're not passing your classes, then they definitely will want you to come in because they want you to work more closely with your professor in person in hopes that you're going to turn your grades around because online means that you're pretty much on your own. So that is a case for me where the unexpected change came and it was not positive results because... I don't see the point of coming to campus, especially during this pandemic. You're not getting my butt anywhere near any people unless I have to be there. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm no longer a nursing student. I'm not required to take any lab classes. And my butt not coming to campus, no matter how much they say that they clean the place now, no matter how much they say that they have masks provided and stuff like that, and it's a must to wear a mask, that's still not happening. So what about you, Corinne? Has there ever been a change in your life where you anticipated but things did not turn out the way you were hoping they would? Um, when I anticipated for it to be a certain way, anything, I'm sure that happens a lot of times. Um, trying to think of one particular time. Um, maybe just like a recently with moving, I didn't expect for it to, uh, you know, be so long for me to find a place. Um, so I think, yeah, I definitely wasn't taking into consideration about um, COVID and people being hesitant to want to rent out places. 
So, yeah, it's been a little bit of a uh, struggle. Okay. And with that, we'll be back after these breaks. Do you have a product, brand, or service that you want to advertise on our platform? Well, look no further. Send us an email to realgirlfriends7 at gmail.com. That's realgirlfriends, the number 7, at gmail.com to place your advertisement here. Clutch by RGAA is powered by Building Rome. Building Rome, Inc. is a professional company that provides an array of services to freelancers, creatives, virtual hustlers, and business owners. For more information on hiring Building Rome, log on to the website at buildingromeinc.com. Once again, the website is buildingromeinc.com. Become a patron of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. By supporting creators you love on Patreon, you're becoming an active participant in their creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of viewing work that matters to you. Joining is easy. Visit patreon.com backslash Real Girlfriends Across America. That's P-A-T- R-E-O-N dot com backslash Real Girlfriends Across America. Every donation helps. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. Anne Hathaway is making up for lost time. The Princess Diaries actress finally confirmed the name of her second baby just in time for his first birthday next month. Hathaway chatted about her 11-month-old son, Jack, while speaking on Live with Kelly and Ryan. The 37-year-old mom welcomed Jack at the end of 2019 with husband and actor Adam Schulman, but has stayed relatively quiet about him until now. She told the hosts, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest, that she was pregnant with Jack while filming her newest movie, The Witches. She revealed, now that I have a beautiful, almost 11-month-old boy, I was pregnant when I made The Witches, so technically he was all over that performance. The actress also admitted that she kept her pregnancy a secret, so had to come up with creative ways to film the film. The Oscar winner also shared an adorable story about how little Jack is getting along with his four-year-old big brother, Jonathan. Okay, so far we've talked about changes and how it helps us grow and it's a part of everyday life, and sometimes the unexpected change can either bring positive or negative results. But what about the change that we know is coming, right? For me, as um, someone who takes care of the elderly, or I did until recently, 
Taking care of the elderly, you know that at times their health can change unexpectedly, right? Or sometimes you just know their health is not great to begin with, so their time is very limited here on earth. And that was the case with my own grandmother because ever since I was a teenager, I my grandmother always had health scares, but she always recovered, whether it was heart attack, stroke, she always managed to recover. So during the last year of her life, there was a point in time where I wasn't living with her anymore, so I didn't get to see her deteriorate. So by the time that our family decided that she probably didn't have that much time left, everybody got a chance to see her, and it was a drastic change in this woman who I knew my entire life. She lost a lot of weight. She was just skin and bones. I probably could have lifted her one arm if I had to. And she lost her appetite where she just wasn't tolerating a lot of food. And change, basically, I knew change was coming only because I used to be a former nursing student and I'm a healthcare science student now. So I know. I know when um, these signs are starting, unless, like, something change and things turn around, you know that our time here on is just not going to be that long. So imagine my surprise when around May I got a phone call from the hospital telling me that my grandmother was brought in because she was severely dehydrated, but a certain family member wanted them to put in a G-tube to feed my grandma, and the doctor did not feel that that was going to be best for his patient because my grandmother was relatively really old. She had other medical conditions and such like that. And the doctor was like, you're listed as the emergency contact. So I was hoping that I could have a conversation with you where you could talk to your family member and try to get them to see reason as to why this might not be the best choice. So my grandmother declined pretty quickly after that because, She just wasn't tolerating food, and imagine my shock when the last two times I saw my grandma. I knew change was coming. I just didn't realize how quickly it was going to change because I remember seeing my grandma on a Thursday evening. It was with certain family members in the home, and we just, like, my grandmother could barely lift her legs wasn't really opening her eyes, couldn't make any noise, and it was really upsetting to family members who haven't seen her in a while where she changed so drastically. And that Sunday, we were supposed to have a family meal together where people were coming or those who could make it to come, and that was the day my grandma passed because change was expected. But like Corinne said, sometimes even when you see change or unexpected change, it still leaves us shocked. I saw this change coming. I knew my grandma didn't have that much time left, but I didn't know that she only had days left since the last time I saw her. So I saw her on Thursday. She died Sunday. So that's basically 72 hours plus some hours later that she passed. And when she passed, 
part of me was relieved because she was no longer in pain, but her leaving left me feeling abandoned only because my grandmother had been the one constant my entire life. Like, my mom passed when I was 14, so my grandmother had always been that one person I could go running to because, as everybody in my family likes to say, I'm the favorite grandchild. I can do no wrong in my grandma's eyes, and she was the one constant because whenever I was having a bad day or I just wanted to be comforted and stuff like that, she was just home to me, and all of a sudden, I no longer had this person. And change also happened after she passed away, because after she passed away, my family was no longer a family. We no longer had um, the responsibility of getting together. We no longer had the responsibility of coming home to make my grandma happy. So a lot of people just said, well, now that she's dead, I'm no longer going to talk to so-and-so, and and my family kind of disintegrated. So even though change, I saw that change coming, it still hurt. And, yeah, in a way, I don't think I could have prepared for it. What about you, Corinne? When you saw change coming, was it good or positive for you? Uh, sorry, positive or negative for you? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on which time. Um, I mean, on the ones that are seen coming, I, I know that sometimes we have to change because things have to evolve. Um, so I'm all about, you know, things evolving. Um, so I know change needs to happen. I work at a um, a company, a call center, where they deal with medical um, insurance. So things are constantly changing. New drugs are constantly being added or removed from the list. Um, you used to have morning meetings um, to go over any updates. You know, it's constantly changing. You know, change is inevitable. You can't avoid it. Um, and I'm the type of person I don't like to be stagnant. So um, I welcome change as long as I know it's for the better good of everything. Um, and even, you know, change that may um, not, you may not be clear on why it's happening. Um, sometimes you just have to, I guess, deal with it and um, and just move on and, and learn how to adapt. Like we living in a world right now where it's a lot of change and we just have to adapt with those changes. See, it's interesting that you say that because sometimes change we have no choice in. Like the pandemic, a lot of things has changed. And for some businesses, it was for the negative because they had to close their doors, while other businesses, it gave them a chance to expand because there was a real need for their business and their competitors were closing or their competitors weren't coming back as quickly. So a lot of businesses flourished flourished and others went under like Instacart during the time of the pandemic you for the first couple of months on Instacart you had to order your groceries months in advance because you couldn't even get one time slot oh wow yeah I did hear about that yeah that was like nuts for me but see today's topic titled is called are you ready for change 
I don't think any, but it's my humble opinion that I don't think anybody is truly ready for change. Whether we see it coming, whether life throws us an unexpected ball, we're just going to be one of those creatures that are forever, not ever 100% prepared for change. Because if we knew that change was coming, I have a feeling there are a lot of people who would alter the course to avoid that change. Like for me personally, there are a lot of things in my life that change happened or I did something to cause change to happen or someone did something that affected change to happen to me where if I knew it was coming, I would definitely avoid it at all costs. But I don't think that I have. I can sit here and say that having survived all the changes in my life and rolling with the punches, I would change anything. Ah, have you ever heard a sentence where somebody said the word change so many times? I think that things happen to us for a reason, whether we choose to, whether we see it for the good or the bad. Because life needs to be in a way of checks and balances where if only good things happen to us and nothing bad ever happened, that we wouldn't grow as a person, right? Or we just would basically thinking we're the luckiest person on earth. I'm sure things would get out of control. We might even get cocky because nothing bad would ever happen. However, on the flip side, on the other side, if bad things keep on happening to us, we're going to have to pray for a change to happen where something good will come along. So I think in life there's always going to be moments where it's positively good. There's going to be moments where it's going to be both good and bad. And then there's going to be parts of life where it's just pure hell because that's just a lot in life. Right, I don't think there's anybody on this planet who is human that can walk and say, I lived a perfect life where nothing bad ever happened, everything went my way, and I got everything that I ever wanted. Because there is this famous quote that is basically unknown. The person who uttered it um, was never named, and they said there are two tragedies in this world. One is to get exactly what you want, and the other is not to get it at all. And if you think about that, that has a lot to do with change. Because if you do get exactly what you ask for, it is human nature not to want what you have. Because you always want what somebody else has, or you want what you can't have. Right, And for those who fall on the other side of the scale that says not to get it at all, we're going to always wonder what if, what if, right? So do you agree with that quote, Corinne, that it has to do with change where it says there are two tragedies in this world. One is to get exactly what you asked for and the other is not to get it at all. Uh, strategy to get what you want. I don't necessarily agree with that part. But think about it. How how many people really know what they truly honestly want? Because think about this. 
there's also that saying, be careful what you wish for. Because do things ever really 100% turn out the way we want it to? Right? Because, for example, you can literally remember as a child, you will ask, for that Barbie doll, or you will ask for the new shiny toy, and you're like, oh, I want it, I want it. And then when somebody gives it to you, right, you finally get what you want. You play for or with it for a while, and then the next new shiny thing comes along, you forget about what you just asked for, right? And if you weren't given that toy, you're going to be very upset because you're like, I didn't get this toy, and you're going to always want that toy until the next shiny thing comes along. Because who on this earth knows what to ask for because things have a habit of, again, changing, and things never really work out the way we plan them to. Not really because the only person or the only thing that we can control is ourselves. So unless you're going to ask for a change or to get exactly what you want for yourself where it doesn't affect other people, then, like, you know, it could be a tragedy. For example, Corinne, let's say if you were to meet Jeannie from the movie Aladdin and he said to give you three wishes, what would you ask for that wouldn't affect change? Where it wouldn't change oh, no. you, yeah, it, it wouldn't change. change the situation, and it wouldn't change the situations for other people. What could you ask for that would only make Corinne happy but keep everybody else the same or not change anybody else's situation for the worse? What could you ask for? Oh, I mean, you can ask for money. But I know yeah, if, but you if, know, if but I see, have money, the then it's going to change. Yeah, but if you asked for money, right, how much money is enough, right? Because you said, I'm just going to ask for money. How much money is enough? And for you, that will make you very happy. But what about other people? It might even make you a little bit miserable later down the road because here you are, this person with all this money, and everybody out of the woodwork is going to come out and want a bite of the cheese. So it depends on you as a person if you're willing to share or not. And if you're willing to share, there's always going to be somebody who wants a bigger slice of the cheese. Oh, I mean, you that's I mean? a personal problem. <laughs> I mean, I, See, like, that's why I, I know said, that. That's why. That's why I said that quote is really interesting and it's truly about change because it is true. There are two tragedies in this world. One is to get exactly what you ask for and the other is not to get it because if you get exactly what you ask for, then eventually you're not going to want it anymore because technically it is human nature not to want what we have but always want what we don't have or can't have, right? And the other Mm -hmm. tragedy is if we didn't get it at all, we're going to always wonder why we didn't get it or what could have happened if we got it. You see what I mean? So that is true. There are two tragedies in this world because humans change, right? We're very complex creatures. What makes us happy today might not make us happy tomorrow or down the road. Because think about it. When, for those of us who are very fortunate to be married once and live forever, happily forever, until death is part, that's very, very wonderful and very, very rare. But in today's times, how many people can honestly say, I married this person and, and they don't end up divorced in their 20s, 30s, or 40s? 
right? Or they don't have something tragically happen where they lost a spouse and had to start all over again, right? Because everybody wants somebody to love. They have this vision of, let's just say, every little girl wants to be Cinderella and find her Prince Charming. She thinks the guy that she's marrying on her wedding day is Prince Charming. But what happens if down that road that changes and he's no longer her Prince Charming and she ends up divorced? See, life just has this way of changing where I really honestly think that we as humans really don't know what we truly want. Because if we honestly knew what we truly want, it bears the question, what will make us happy? Because we all can sit here and say, oh, X, Y, Z will make us happy. But it's kind of a trick question because today it's X, Y, Z, but tomorrow it might be A, B, C. You see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I I hear your point of view. Yeah. So, like, that's why I said that the question of today's show is, are you ready for change? I don't think anybody could ever be 100% ready for change, right? I don't think so. I know I'm not ready. Do you think you're 100% ready for change? I mean, like I said, I've had to deal with a lot of changes that you just have to roll with the punches. I don't think you're ever ready for unexpected change. But I, I know, you know, growing up, I was told to hope for the best but prepare for the worst. So that's usually how I approach things. Well, that is some words of wisdom. Like, that is true. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. But in certain situations, that's just not possible. Because if you go to a hospital, right, and you hope they can cure you, but you don't leave that hospital, well, that's, yeah. How do you prepare for the worst in that? But see, that's That's why I'm so glad you played the disclaimer because it's all a matter of opinion, right? I don't think that anybody could prepare for change. You happen to think that in certain situations you could. Somebody else might say, yeah, you can prepare for change by burying your head under the sand, right? Or somebody else can say, yes, you can prepare for change. It's called rolling with the punches and grow up. Right? See, that's why I love conversations like these because you can enjoy so many points of view. Because somebody once actually told me that change is God's way of making sure that we, in a way, I don't want to use the word behave ourselves. Right, because behave sounds so negative when you put it in that way. I think what the person meant was it's God's way of us challenging ourselves to test our faith so we can really believe in God and see the good, right? Because a lot of my friends who do believe in God say they pray and their prayers have been answered, right? So in a way, a lot of situations for them, when change comes, they feel like they're almost always ready because they have this faith, this intense belief that if they pray about it, it would change and or um, God would them a sign. And with that, that is all the time we have tonight. Any last comments, Corinne? Uh, no, I guess we soon will be changing some things. 
And I hope everyone's going to be prepared for those changes. Oh, don't worry. I already got a preview of that. And, yeah, like you, I'm already starting to build my safety net. So, like, you know, I'm going to have to change my shoes, make sure that they have a really grip, good grip, so that way when things get shooken up, I don't end up on my side. But with that, I hope our listeners are prepared for the positive because I'm told the changes will be for good, for the good side. So we shall see. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, touch on to your best friend and stay tuned.